Welcome to the Inside Dreaming Podcast. I'm Dr. Rob Antonacci, and this is a sacred space dedicated to exploring dreams and their power to unlock creativity, wellness, and spiritual growth. Welcome to the Inside Dreaming Podcast. For those of you who are first timers, glad you found us. And if you're regular listeners or subscribers, welcome back. It's nice to have you here. Here's the setup. Today's episode is part one in understanding the art of alchemy. We start with its definition, explain a bit about its origins, and then move on to how the process works both in a physical sense and as a spiritual metaphor. Then we will explore its transformative process to help us better understand how it may be used with our dreams for greater meaning and growth. We'll explore the first component of alchemy called prima materia, or first matter, and how to identify it when it shows up in our dreams. So let's put some gas in the tank and go for a ride. So I've been circling this topic for a while as a way, a perspective, or a lens through which to better understand dreams. And I recently decided that I would go for it. I'm going to do this as a multi-part series to break down the process into a few key parts or stages, allowing us to spend some time with each and then be better at recognizing it and wrestling with it when it appears in our dreams. It is the ancient process called alchemy. Jung was a key figure in pursuing and relating this ancient process to modern psychological life. In fact, he spent decades using this vantage point to better understand and support his depth psychological perspective, including dream work. How did it start for him? Well, no surprise, it came to him in the form of a dream. The arrival of a series of dreams opened him up to the ancient art form of alchemy, which he would overlay onto his psychological views for a different way to process emotional, spiritual, and dream life. So, at the beginning, I most want you to understand this concept as a perspective, a new way of looking at your life as a different vantage point to reveal new insights. Let's start with the basics. I mean, I think we've all heard of alchemy, right? But what is alchemy? Well, there are many works of art in almost all creative mediums that reference the motifs, images, or symbols of alchemy. Take, for example, the Harry Potter movie, The Philosopher's Stone, or the popular video game series, The Elder Scrolls. There are musical creations with alchemical motifs from iconic rock bands like Dire Straits, and even the classic novel turned classic movie. Uh, such as Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Alchemy is the art of change, the process of transformation, the ancient practice of turning lead into gold. It has its roots in the 17th century and predates such modern disciplines as chemistry and even depth psychology. In its physical representation, it goes a little bit something like this. An alchemist takes a base metal like copper, mercury, or lead, puts it in a container, adds various ingredients, 
and then applies intense heat, which results in the creation of a wholly different substance, something completely new. Lead transformed into silver or gold. This process of combining ingredients and transforming substances was also used to find the philosopher's stone or the elixir of life, which could supposedly cure all ailments, rejuvenate the body and mind, and even bring about immortality. On the other hand, when alchemy was used as an instrument of spiritual transformation, it is meant to release us from our stagnant personal beliefs, close-mindedness, fears, wounds, or underdeveloped parts of our personality, which is technically the lead, right? That's the part we're trying to transform. The container can then be anything in our lives that holds an issue, such as a family dynamic or being in a couple. Our body can be viewed as a container from an alchemical perspective, right? Then we apply heat, which translates to life challenges, crises, or breakdowns that force us to re-examine our viewpoint. This creates the opportunity for change, and within this context, enlightenment is the gold. Jung used alchemy to better understand psychospiritual processes, such as individuation, which is a term that I'm sure if you've listened to previous podcasts, you've heard me use before. Jung devoted much of his work to exploring the stage of life that comes after 3540 or midlife. He believed that the second half of life is primarily dedicated to the inner journey of self-realization. Jung believed that each of us is completely unique and has a distinct destiny or purpose to our life. To achieve that purpose, we must walk the path to wholeness, integration, and balance. Jungian analyst Anthony Stevens puts it this way, quote, individuation is the process, simple or complex, by which every living organism becomes what it is destined to become from the beginning, end quote. I really like that quote a lot because for me, it has sort of an inspirational quality rather than just being clinical. And it is absolutely no surprise to any of you that have listened to previous podcasts that Jung's individuation process is heavily supported by, you guessed it, dreams. It is with our dreams that we glimpse nightly into the unconscious at what might need tending within each of us in order to become personally enlightened. Dreams wake us up and get us back on our right and true path when we've lost our way and we have invested more in our ego life than our higher self or our psyche. So both dreams and the metaphor of alchemy serve as important tools for our growth, change, and transformation. But they don't have to be used as two separate approaches. They can actually be used together to create yet another way of unlocking the messages of our dreams. In fact, Jung noticed that many of his clients had alchemical symbols and images that were showing up in their dreams without having any knowledge of alchemy at all. And 
as fate would have it, I had an incredibly similar experience myself when I started dream work, um, maybe 20 years ago. I was wet behind the ears and I had absolutely no substantive education about the topic. My therapist would continually associate the images of my dreams to alchemy. And it was a real head scratcher for me. I had one such really big dream that had this iconic imagery in it. And after the session was over, I went home, as I did often, uh, to try to educate myself. And I did some reading on the topic. And it was really kind of shocking to realize that the images that showed up in my dreams were exactly like the material that I was reading on the subject. It was letter perfect. It mirrored the mythical process so closely that it sort of kind of freaked me out. I mean, there was no way on earth that I was exposed to this stuff in any of my schooling or life experience, and yet there it was. So close, it was eerie. That's when I realized Jung's concept of the collective unconscious was a legit thing. (laughs) That we all have this mysterious connection to the collective of human experience. Very cool, but admittedly scary as hell. What I dreamt about in that important dream is also the very first important component of alchemical work. It's called prima materia, or first matter. The ancient philosophers believed that all things came from a single original stuff, this first matter. In many schools of alchemy, And trust me, there are lots and lots and lots of different schools and different viewpoints on what alchemy is and how it works. Uh, But in some of those schools, the earth represents prima materia. One such viewpoint believed that the earth spirit was infused with the magic of stars and therefore, quote, could give nourishment to all living things. In fact, even the word alchemy gives us support to this idea. It's derived from ancient Arabic, a word called alchemia, which I'm absolutely bastardizing, I apologize, which literally translates to from the black dirt of the Nile. Any guesses about the image that showed up in that dream uh, that gave me my first big clue that I was having an alchemical dream? Yeah, not that hard, right? I was standing in a field of dark, rich dirt, as far as the eyes could see. As an aside, this was particularly powerful because it came in stark contrast to a really long series of dreams that I was having about water. So water, water, water dreams, tidal waves, drowning, you name it, and then suddenly, bam, I'm standing in this big, dark field of dirt. And the dirt in the dream wasn't ordinary dirt. I sort of had a sense of it in the dream, but it seemed special. And the color was a big clue, dark and rich, almost like ground coffee or pimos, the kind of dirt that you put in your garden to make things grow because it's so fertile and nutritious. That's the point. The black soil of the Nile was full of life potential and could nourish things to grow. Prima Materia. So take a look at your dreams for this kind of iconic image or symbol, which may be showing up to help you recognize that you're having an alchemical dream. 
In another school of thought, it was believed that the prime matter was separated into four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. And it was thought that each could be combined in various ways to make all the physical objects of the world. And so, one might suggest that if these elements arrive in your dreams, that you likewise could pay attention to the potential for greater meaning, especially from the perspective of change and transformation. Here's the thing. If we have lost our way and dreams are trying to get us to pay attention and bring back balance, if we have become too rigid, fixed in our ways, prima materia showing up in our dream suggests that in order to grow or change, we must first be brought back to an original, undifferentiated state. One way to look at this is illustrated by the Zen practice of the beginner's mind, which is um, all about dropping expectations or preconceived ideas that we have all gathered with our life experience and adopting instead an open mind, curiosity, and wonder like that of a beginner or a child. So a child is literally undifferentiated in that it is one big ball of potential, right? A clean slate from which we could be anything. Take this dream as an example, okay? I'm standing in a hospital maternity ward looking through the glass window at all of the newborns, and I'm filled with expectation. I look at all these children, and I'm washed over with a sense of peace. And then I realize something. I am one of the children, and I can feel the warmth of a blanket wrapped around me, and I feel safe. This dream can be viewed alchemically as prima materia or starting over, becoming new so that you may change and transform into something more. The newborn represents the beginning of this alchemical process. The potential for change has arrived, but we also have to realize that letting go is a critical part of the process as well. It's very difficult to change, especially if we are unwilling to let go of that which no longer serves us. That is part of what our dream is asking us to do. We must be deconstructed in order to be put back together stronger and more whole. I like to sort of make a fun analogy here. I like to think of this as going to the spiritual gym. That's my metaphor. The first rule of muscle growth, muscles grow only if they are forced. To build muscle, you lift weights, which rip the muscle fibers apart, little micro tears. That's why it hurts so much. FYI. The body responds by repairing these tears, and that's what makes muscles stronger and more able to handle the stresses that caused the rips in the first place a.k.a. you build muscle, you get stronger. Spiritual growth and self-realization work pretty much the same way. And that's why crisis is such an amazing catalyst. No one willingly wants to be in or experience crisis. 
but it arrives to test our metal and force us to see things differently, opening the door to the possibility of change. It's also why deadlines work so well, because they force us out of our comfort zone because we have to get it done. So that's our first glimpse into alchemy and looking at dreams through the prism of alchemy. Hopefully you will begin to see some of these symbols and images in your dreams, or maybe you already have. Look for rich, dark soil, or maybe a newborn child, cleansing fires or floods that wipe the land clean, anything that represents the beginning, an undifferentiated state or something really new. In the next installment of this topic, we're going to address the stages of alchemy and the colors that they represent. Maybe you've had a dream where the color of something made a really big emotional impact on you. Maybe you've had recurring dreams of that sort of same red car, or maybe you see red barns everywhere. If you have, these colorful images have alchemical potential because each stage of the alchemical process has colors associated with it. And that's what we're going to explore on the next episode. I hope you found this helpful or maybe even intriguing. You are on your way to becoming the mad dream scientist and alchemist. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Inside Dreaming. Remember, you can join our email list so you don't miss future episodes. Give us your feedback on today's podcast or ask a dreaming question you'd like to have answered on air by heading over to InsideDreaming.com. Until next time, sweet dreams.